0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Rise and shine football fans. Welcome to morning footy. We made it through another week. Let's start off this weekend right, shall we? I'm Susanna Collins, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Michael LaHood back at the desk. We've got Jenny Chu here for some headlines. So let's chat about a huge weekend of soccer that we have to look forward to. We've got two finals on tap. Women's World Cup happening on Sunday morning uh, between England and Spain. And then we've got that Leagues Cup final between Nashville and Inter-Miami on Saturday night. So let's start with the Women's World Cup final. (gasps) Oh my goodness. And then there were two. England taking on Spain at 6 a.m. You can watch that match at Fox. Guys, this is, uh, its I, do you know what, do you, don't do you feel like after the group stage this World Cup just kind of flew by? Like, I'm like, how yeah. are we at a final already?
2: It went by it quick. It went
1: by really, really quick. Um, but two very deserving teams that will be facing off. It would be the, the first World Cup championship for either of these teams. Um, Charlie, what kind of match are you expecting to see from both of these teams?
2: I mean, Serena Wigman has been incredible with tactics throughout this World Cup. Knowing how Spain play and the possession-based style that they have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if she either goes ultra-aggressive in the press and tries to win those balls when they're trying to build out of the back versus sitting back and allowing Spain to play and, and look to counter. Now, they can do that. England's capable of being flexible. And I think we're going to see from Serena's squad a little bit of press and a little bit of dropping back and, and trying to be unpredictable mixing it up, not just saying... Hey, How do you start the game, though? Mm. I, would, I would start the game high press, high energy. Yeah,
0: I, I, I agree Try and that. get
2: an early goal. Force Spain to get play out of character, put a little pressure on them. If they are able to score that early goal, I think that really unsettles Spain and forces them to play a, a little bit chaotic, and that will, will kind of play right into England's hands. And I think Alex Greenwood's going to be important in this match because she's been so good building out of the back for England. So if I'm Spain... I'm taking her out. Force Millie Millie Bright to to make the game for England or force Jess Carter to make the game. Force them to play long and then just take this thing out of the game for England. Make them chase. Make them chase. And you have to be super patient if you're Spain. Because as soon as you play a square ball and England counters, that's when you're in trouble. And they have the blueprint. They just England just says, okay, this is Japan. This is how Japan got at, at, at Spain, allowed Spain to have the ball. Spain got a little bit unpa- impatient, and boom, hit them on the counter. So I, I expect this game to be p- almost played at a slow place, pace if you're Spain and, and a, a more rapid pace if you're, if you're England. Are I think,
0: gonna... I, sorry to interrupt, no, but I, I think a, a big way that England can get after Spain, and you mentioned Japan, is the utilizing of the fullbacks. Japan played at 3-4-3, three, three, and when you are playing on the counter, Spain, they're so condensed centrally, I think that when you have the likes of Bronze and Daly on the fullback position, getting them up high and playing those early services in behind. Spain play a high line, and the two center backs do not have the speed to cope with those slashing runs off the shoulder in the blind side. So I think that's how England can get at them.
2: Hey, Paredes, don't, don't sleep on
0: Paredes. She's got recovery speed, but England, they can ball.
1: hmm 6 a.m. Sunday morning. Don't miss it. Um, all right, let's chat a little bit about that League's Cup final between Nashville SC and Inter Miami. Mm. Uh, that game at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can watch on Apple TV Plus. This would be the first trophy for either of these clubs. Yeah. And I want to I, I want to keep pressing this, but Inter Miami. When you look at this team before they started World Cup or um, League's Cup before. Messi and Busquets and Tata Martino and Jordi Alba enter the picture. They were the worst team in Major League Soccer and here they are on the brink on this incredible run about they could win their first their first trophy. Nico, how remarkable has this turnaround been?
3: I don't know if we all would have imagined that the impact was going to be so magnificent.
2: Like you don't it know, has been. or you know for sure, because there's not <laughs> no. a single no. person going in, that would say for, for sure this would, this would be Miami now. Right. Know, given for Messi, Busquets, that, that's, that's
3: what I'm saying. When you say, okay, they bring them all three, there's going to have work to be done. I don't think we thought that it was going to be it was so overnight. easy overnight, from one day to the next, and. Messi, when smells blood in the water for a championship, he goes after it. He's got this this competitive drive like no other, and his resume speaks for himself. And now for Inter Miami, for a new club, he mentioned it yesterday in his press conference. Inter Miami wants to be a powerhouse team in Major League Soccer, and they're so young. He mentioned mm-hmm. it, it's a team that in 2020 they just started their first season. So trophies matter. It doesn't matter if it's League Cup. It doesn't matter if it's U.S. Open Cup. It doesn't matter if it's Mickey Mouse Cup. It's a trophy at the end of the day. You start building that greatness, and you can start working. The rest of the league doesn't know how to handle this. They and and that's why I'm so excited for league's cup to be over and for the league to start up again to to see how MLS handles Messi more Messi on the road.
1: What's so wild too is I remember when Messi it was announced that he was coming and everyone was talking about how you know poor Miami has been literally the worst record in the league And, and and the just the conversations that were happening was that. Even, if, even when Messi comes, like, this is not a playoff team. And I think all of a sudden, <laughs> their performance in the League Cup, everyone's like, you know what? You look at their schedule, you look at the way they're playing, Miami could absolutely make the playoffs. Mm. Absolutely what, make the What's playoffs. most
3: striking is that there's a lot of teams so far that are trying to figure out how to play against here in Miami. And specifically Philadelphia Union, I think you have to have a balance of how do you adjust to contain Messi, to limit Messi, because you can't stop him. Mm-mm. To l- try to limit him, but at the same time, not abandon your identity, not, ab- not abandon what makes you you. And it didn't work out for Philly, so hopefully for Nashville, it's, it's different because th- Philly, Philly did <laughs> abandon their identity. Yeah, they per- abandoned their <laughs> tactics, their formation,
2: <laughs> and they got punished.
3: Yeah.
1: So for the good teams,
3: uh, they go up against Cincinnati,
0: right? One more time in in regular season. That'll be a big litmus test for
3: them. Well, guess
1: what? Guess Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, it is not the only knockout tournament that Miami will be playing in. Next week, you can watch them right here on the Galazzo Network as they take on FC Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup semifinals at 7 p.m. Eastern, followed up by the Houston Dynamo facing Real Salt Lake at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Our coverage starts at 6 p.m. And again, you can watch all of that right here. Here on the Galazzo Network. We are going to take a break. Jenny Chu will be back with some headlines when we return. Don't go anywhere. here's a look at your weekend footy fix. Starting today we've got Nottingham Forest taking on Sheffield United at 2.45 p.m. Eastern on USA. We also have some NWSL action. KC Current taking on the OL Reign at 8 p.m. Eastern that match on Paramount Plus. Then on Saturday Premier League action Tottenham vs Manchester United at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC. We've got Inter vs Monza 2.45 p.m. On Paramount Plus, and of course, we've got that League's Cup final, Nashville versus Inter Miami, 9 p.m. on Apple TV. Then on Sunday, bright Oof, and early, it is the Women's game. World Cup. Final Spain taking on England at 6 a.m. on Fox, and then we've got the Portland Thorns versus North Carolina Courage at 10:30 p.m. and that's on Paramount Plus. Lots of soccer to look forward to. Jenny Chu, are you? Uh, what are you? How are you going to watch the Women's World Cup final? What's that going to look well, like? Well, Nico just mentioned what a turnaround.
4: I am going to the Nashville Inter Miami. Oh, oh yes, nice. Yes. And aye, then aye, I am aye. getting back in time about 3 a.m. to be up for the final and watch
1: that direct. you just so, get to be a fan? Team No Sleep fan. I'm a fan. That is no going to Have you been to Nashville? No. It's oh. You're going to oh. love it. So You're going to love fun. It? I'm so jelly right now. I don't now. know
4: if I would love that. You know, I, I'm excited. You're gonna have to tell me what to do. Go I'll hang out in East place. Nashville. Oof.
1: Forget East the Broadway thing. Yeah, don't go do, to East Nashville. Do
4: I am there for very few hours. I'm going in and out. I just okay. did the
2: Broadway thing. Oh, I yeah. I'm in oh. <laughs> <laughs> the face says it all. The face
3: says it all. I, I, I have had fun. You did. Yeah. Got
4: yeah. Cha- I got the chance. I got to see th- Messi in the final.
3: Thanks for the heads up.
4: You know what? You didn't want to take the same flight as me. You didn't want to wait for me to finish attacking third, so I didn't have to let you know. Over to the headlines. You his face right now guys. Over in England according to multiple reports Tyler Adams is set to join Bournemouth on a five-year deal as the American midfielder will undergo medicals today. Leeds United and Bournemouth reached an agreement for a fee of around 30 million dollars plus add-ons. The deal is in place just days after Chelsea also triggered his release clause but failed to pursue its negotiations with the American captain. Adams has not been featured in the start of the Leeds season as he continues to recover from a hamstring injury he suffered last season. Staying in England, Chelsea have confirmed an injury for new captain Reece James. According to multiple reports, the 23-year-old wingback sustained a hamstring injury in training this week, which could reportedly keep him out for a few months. James has had previous hamstring issues after missing the last seven games of last season. The injuries continue to haunt the Blues, who also have Christopher Nkoku, Wesley Fofana and Trevor Chalaba all unavailable due to injuries. Across the English Channel, Luis Enriquez has confirmed that Kylian Mbappé and Ousmane Dembele will be in PSG squad tomorrow to face Toulouse in league play. Both players have not featured yet this season and will be seeking to contribute to PSG's first win after their 0-0 draw against last weekend against Lorient. Mbappé returned to PSG's first team training last Sunday after having positive and constructive talks with the club over a possible extension. And with the U.S. women's national team moving on from Vlatko and Donovsky, the rumor mill surrounding the next coach has begun. One prominent name being mentioned is England coach Serena Vigman. But yesterday, England FA CEO Mark Bullingham told The Athletic he would 100% shut down any potential approach for Vigman. Bullingham also opened the possibility that Vigman could succeed Gareth Southgate as the manager of the England men's national team. This morning, Vigman spoke to Sky Sports, where she stated her desire to stay with the England women's team through her contract. With the Women's World Cup final set for Sunday, FIFA President Gianni Infantino gave his final thoughts on the event. In a wide-ranging presentation, Infantino stated expanding the World Cup was the right move, took aim at the lack of media coverage from prominent countries, and gave advice on how women should approach their fight for equality.
0: Pick the right battles. Pick the right fights. You have the power to change. You have the power to convince us men what we have to do and what we don't have to do. You do it, just do it. With me, with FIFA, you will find open doors. Just push the doors.
4: Susanna. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just push the door open, please. Just like that. They're, it's yeah. so easy for us. So just easy. It's Just so it. easy. It's, I, I mean, as simple as that, I mean, I can't think of a better champion of, of women and their fight for equality than Gianni Infantino. Are can you can
3: surprised? I hear the
1: sarcasm dripping mm. from my face right now. <laughs> oh. How out of touch can you be? Honestly, how out of touch can you be to this, actually This isn't say out of character
3: that? from him. No,
1: I know, but come on. It's, come on. Yeah. Really? Real, oh, we have the power. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Never mind. Just years of fighting for equality. I mean, th- the,
3: not only that, the way that he played the women's rights broadcasting. Exactly. Deals you literally almost
1: Cup. sunk the entire tournament, and now you're taking credit for it and t- trying to empower women. I'm sorry. This man <laughs> is just. <laughs> who, I need a moment. I need a moment.
4: This morning, in the in the meeting, when we when we heard that this had happened, we were laughing and and making jokes about it. But genuinely, the laughter.
1: comes from a bit of anger, 100. Uh, uh, percent it, It's just—it's absolutely absurd to me that he thought that that was the message that should be delivered at, the at rah, this rah point. Yeah. Like, hey, and I'm like, right. Hey, you can, God, ladies, and uh, easy, ladies, just just push us <laughs> out of the way. It's fine. It's not like we've been running society for since the beginning of time. It's fine. Oh, sorry, <sighs> I'm on one. Today,
3: thing. he feels like a woman's rights advocate. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm That's, so right. Happy
3: That's that.
1: right. That's right. That's right. Because oh, Nico he knows what one. it's like. He knows what it's like to be <laughs> oppressed. Um, and it just, yeah. If it, you have to. You do. You have to just laugh through the tears. To uh, honestly,
4: Nico, that was one of your best jokes.
3: <laughs> no, and not only that. In, in in the in the the seminar, I forget the. Um, there was a seminar pre World Cup draw where the Norwegian FA president, who's a woman, I believe, spoke out in the name of equality and women's rights in football <clears throat> and, and this this push that we've all been talking about and they they kind of just shied her away. Yeah. They, they, they push her to one side, an FA that has been such a champion for equality and I just, that's where all these words that Infantino says, it's like in one ear, out the other, I wanna see action, words, because at the end of the day, if you really care about the women's game and equality, you commit to making it a a better place, a more improved place, a more developed sport. Put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. And it's it's not happening.
1: Sorry, I've said my piece. Um, We're gonna take a break. We're gonna chat more Premier League, looking ahead to the weekend of action with Anita Jones when we return. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back lots of Premier League action on tap this weekend and we have some tasty fixtures to look forward to starting today we've got Nottingham Forest taking on Sheffield United at 2:45 p.m. Eastern on USA tomorrow morning Liverpool host Bournemouth we also have Tottenham taking on Manchester United that's going to be fun. City versus Newcastle another really really fun matchup West Ham facing Chelsea on Sunday and we round things out on Monday with Crystal Palace hosting Arsenal. Alright guys, are you excited for this week? These are great. Like yeah. this,
3: is, oh, yeah. this
1: is match day yeah. two? These uh, the, are the these three PM
3: kickoff is killing me. Why there's no seven thirty oh, no. AM I like waking up I early know. at 7:30 a.m. Do you? And then it finishes after the 12. Uh, I'll, pass. No, I'll I take that. I, I, take. I, I like that. My it sets the
0: tone for the day. Yeah, I like that. No. Yes, we yeah, don't I'm have to do at this. 3 five days p.m.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yay, yay! Um, <laughs> I'll take that sleeping
1: <laughs> <laughs> to preview some of these matches. Let's bring in the one and only Anita Jones. Anita, so
5: great to see you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, guys. You know something? I don't think we know who Nico's Premier League team is. I heard him speaking there. Oh. I don't have talk about his Boca Juniors. But Nico, who, who do you like in the Premier League? N-
3: nobody. I don't like any team. Sorry, Anita. It's, a it's not a fun it's answer. A I, sw- I swear to you, there is no team in the world that I care about that's l- nothing like Boca Juniors. I like Bo- Boca as my team. I love Boca. And I couldn't care if... Bournemouth wins the Prem, if Chelsea gets relegated to the championship, it's all the same thing. It's an me. easy answer, it's, you know. No, I swear.
2: Whoever, whoever has the most Argentines, Yes. That's who he's supporting.
3: There you go. I, I want the Argentines to do the well, Chelsea but I also want now. the Americans to do well. Hey, when the, when the Hondurans were at, at Wigan, Ballin, Roger Espinoza, Minor Figueroa.
1: We I was supporting all, the hundreds. Wilson, <laughs> Wilson Palacios. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wilson awesome. Palacios. All right, let's get it. Also, Anita, I'm, we need to get you involved in Footy Kit Friday. So if you come on the show, I know.
5: You know, like I and, and honestly, that's on I've us.
1: We should have we should have given you a heads up. But if you're on on a Friday, we're going to be expecting you to wear a kit. Deal.
5: Oh, I'm on it, all okay, over it. Fantastic. All right, let's <laughs> chat some of
1: these. Uh, we've got some great matchups to look forward to this weekend. Let's start with that Tottenham Manchester
5: United match. Uh, what, are you, what kind of match are you expecting in this one? So, off the back of what we saw with Tottenham against Brentford or away at Brentford, and then Manchester United against Wolves. Um, you'd feel like Ange Postecoglou's side have got a good chance of getting something here. It's their first home game of the season, so the new manager is going to be uh, almost like unveiled to the crowd. I know there aren't particularly good vibes amongst the fans because they're not happy about the way Harry Kane exited, but it's a chance to get behind a new manager. And they saw in that game against Brentford that he really likes his teams going on the front foot. They were more attack-minded. James Madison was so key, so. Given the performance we saw with Manchester United against Wolves, I do think Tottenham have a chance to get something here. Um, from the Man United perspective, uh, very worrying that midfield of theirs just didn't seem to click. And for a lot of people, they'll feel like they were extremely lucky to have taken all three points uh, on Monday evening.
2: I, I would, I would be concerned if I'm United with Marcus Rashford because his involvement as as that centre striker, it it wasn't it wasn't great, and so. You could see him tend to drift out to the left wing to get more involved. They need to figure how they're going to get Hoyland back healthy and and get Marcus Rashford on the ball more often. I want to ask you, Anita, about the Man City-Newcastle match. I mean, Man City, a 10-match winning uh, streak at home in the English Premier League. And Newcastle now with this... New Midfield with Tonali, I mean, this is big. Without Kevin De Bruyne, is, is Man City looking at this as this is going to be a, a real measuring stick to see how good Newcastle are and if they can compete for the Prem title this season?
5: So I think it's going to be a big test for both of them. Before we get into that, though, i got a little trivia for you guys. Ooh. Do you know the last time Newcastle beat Manchester City in the league? Give me a year.
1: In the league? In the
3: league. In the late mm-hmm. 90s. Close. I, I wait to hear from that. the
5: rest of you. Late nineties. Like I'm gonna
2: nine go. 90s. No, I'm gonna go early 2000s. Yeah, but City and
3: Newcastle have had to been in the league. We're so talking Premier
2: New- League top flights. I'm gonna say like back when Papa Pop, was yeah. playing with Newcastle mm. get, with Shola. I Ami, uh,
0: mean, he's tossing out play? that trivia.
2: It's gotta
3: I know be further I know back. They
0: got a big one against Stanford, uh, Chelsea um, yeah, and against Stamford Chelsea Bridge. Won. Yeah, that goal was almost goal of the season. No, it's gotta be further. He had the
3: brace.
5: Anita, uh, what so, is it? So Bobby Robson yeah. has got to be managing. I can't be out of your misery. So it was in the year 2000, and some of the players in the Manchester City team were the likes of George Weah and Erling Haaland's dad. Oh, my so God. God. That's incredible.
2: great nugget. Hey, that just that threw me for a loop. Wow. I'll say that right now. Wow. Wow.
5: Fantastic yeah, nugget. So, um, history's not on Newcastle's side whatsoever. But, like you mentioned, they have got the likes of Tonali in there. Isak is doing well. Um, it looks like they may be getting Lewis Hall, the player from Chelsea. Um, The setup there at Newcastle is just so, so exciting. And in terms of it being a test for both teams, I think from the Manchester City perspective, Charlie, you spoke on it so well. Of course, we heard the devastating news that Kevin De Bruyne is out again because of a hamstring injury, something that it's not the first time we're hearing about this. Um, In fact, Pep Guardiola seemed quite sad when speaking about it. Um, So that pipeline in terms of service the Haaland is going to be really potentially an issue for them because, of course, they lost the likes of Gundogan in the summer, who was also great at being creative and giving those options. Bernardo Silva is there, who is great, Um, and Cole Palmer looks like he's a natural successor for Gundogan, but um, in terms of Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland, they just had this great understanding um, in terms of linking up, and Haaland saw some incredible volleys off the back of those crosses from Kevin De Bruyne. In terms of Newcastle, I think it's a litmus test for them to see where they are in their development um, because the games against Manchester City last year told them a lot about where they were and I think it will really tell Eddie Howe and the rest of his team where they're going and what they still need to probably add to be in and around the top couple of positions in the table.
3: And for Manchester City, it's a pretty quick turnaround from the UEFA Super Cup. In fact, when I saw the schedule, I was shocked that they were playing on a Saturday and not even a Sunday or Monday. It seems like... Pep also didn't take it well. Um, How have they spoken about this in England? Is it a bit of an advantage for Newcastle that they've got much more rest than Manchester City going into this one?
5: Well, when you think of Manchester City in recent seasons, facing them at the start of the, the campaign... Could maybe be an advantage because they're one of these teams that kind of slowly gets into their rhythm and build up towards those final few months where they are full blast, you know, going down the highway, no stopping any, nobody stopping them. I mean, so this may be the best time to face them from a Newcastle perspective, because like you said, they have that short turnaround from coming back from Greece having won the UEFA Super Cup. But again, this is Manchester City. They've got another cup or title under their, their belt. It's four in a year. So um, I think that's going to give them plenty of confidence. And we've seen the likes of Haaland, who likes to egg on sides and like show them that he's here. So I, no one can write off Manchester City ever. But probably in terms of timing, it works out better for Newcastle to come up against them so early in this season.
0: Anita, let's switch over to the big game this weekend, the Lionesses' girl against Spain. What would a win for England mean for the country itself?
5: Well, it'd be the first time we are win a World Cup since 1966. I mean, you think of all the songs. You know I like to sing, but I'm not going to sing that one for you. Um, <laughs> but all you hear and see on social media is this coming home. And you'll probably want to block everyone who's an England fan. Um, So in terms of what it will mean, it will be incredible when you look at the journey for the Lionesses. England was one of those countries that banned women's football um, somewhat nearly 100 years ago. And so to have that turnaround to a stage where not only are they European champions, they did it on home soil, but then to go to a final the first time Ever in a World Cup, having been knocked out in the previous semi-finals of the last two editions, would just be incredible, and it just cements this um, commitment and development in women's football. So it'll be really interesting. I think it's a hard one for neutrals because they're coming up against a Spanish side which has been riddled with controversy before the tournament and even still people are trying to pick up on body language between the players and the technical staff. So if you're a neutral, I imagine maybe you're, you're leaning more towards England, but um, it will be interesting nonetheless. They faced each other in the quarterfinals last year, of the Euros. England got the upper hand. Going on to win the tournament, but um, Spain probably have learned a lot since then, and especially since that 4 0 thrashing uh, against Japan in the group stages of this competition.
1: Anita, what will Sunday look like for you? How, how are you going to be watching this, and how nervous are you going to be?
5: So I'm going to wake up and I'll get very cozy. You know, have my breakfast there ready. Um, in terms of nerves, you know what? I'm not nervous because I think England have really surpassed every possible test. You think of the semi-finals, they were up against the home nation. It doesn't get tougher than that. You know, a huge crowd cheering on Australia. And there was a moment of nervy, I, I guess, nervy tension when Samka got that ridiculous equaliser that will go down in like World Cup history. But I think they managed to surpass so many tests. I think of like... The Nigeria on penalties and then against Colombia where they were just doing incredible stuff too so I'm not that nervous and equally they have Lauren James again so Serena Wiegmann has got I guess a selection headache does she continue with Ella Toon up front who opened the scoring for England in that semi-final against Australia or does she go with Lauren James who's proved um, incredible on the world stage other than that red card against Nigeria
1: uh, we'll be thinking of you on, on Sunday. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs> Enjoy the match. Um, thank you. And thank you, as
5: always, for the wonderful insight. We'll see you soon, Anita. See you, guys. Nico, I'm still not buying that you don't have
3: a tournament. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I started liking uh, Manchester United and Manchester City when, when Davis it. was there. But after Davis left... I couldn't care less it's just it's soccer to me yeah
1: just soccer Mm. okay Um, all right guys we're going to take a break we are chatting some leagues cup on the other side stick around we'll be right back welcome back leagues cup final between Nashville and Miami on Saturday the battle for third place between Philly and Monterey also taking place and ahead of Saturday's final Lionel Messi addressed the media for the first time since joining the club here's what he had to say
6: Bueno, creo que desde el principio, ¿no? Desde mi llegada el, mi ingenio, el recibimiento ¿no? fue, fue algo impresionante. Es una ciudad de, de, de mucho latino y, y eso sabe, hace que sea mucho más fácil todo también. Eh, el latino es mucho más cercano, mucho más eh, demostrativo. Durante todo el tiempo te estaba mostrando eh, cariño eh, cercanía y y eso eso creo que es lo más lo más importante lo más sano y lo más lindo para para poder acomodarte y poder disfrutar de, de, de lo que uno hace eh, yo creo que durante a lo largo de mi carrera lo hice muy, lo dije muchas veces si viene es un premio muy muy importante por lo que significa el, el reconocimiento, uno de los premios más, más lindos a nivel individual. Pero, pero nunca leí eh, importancia, entre comillas. no Lo más importante siempre para mí fueron los lo premios colectivos, de conseguir premios eh, a nivel grupal. Tuve la suerte de, de haber conseguido todo en mi carrera y te podrás imaginar que después de de haber conseguido el Mundial, que era lo que me faltaba eh, mucho menos, estoy pensando en ese premio, ¿no? Eh, mi premio más grande fue, fue ese y hoy estoy disfrutando de, de, de mi momento y la verdad que no lo pienso, si llega bien y si no eh, no pasa nada. Eh, Qué bueno que aprendimos a, a convivir con eso, a llevarlo de la mejor manera y, y no tengo ningún, ningún problema y tampoco con, con el tema de de las canchas sintética la verdad que hice, hice toda mi, mi inferior en, en césped sintético, toda mi vida jugué en esas canchas, es verdad que pasó mucho tiempo y hace mucho tiempo que no no he vuelto a jugar en, en cancha sintetico, pero pero no tengo problema en, eh, en adaptarme otra vez.
1: Wow, lots to unpack in those statements. Nico, what were some of the, the comments that that stood out to you. I think overall for me, it's just he looks so calm. He looks so he looks at ease and happy. And he does look very good in <laughs> yeah. pink. Very well. He's set. playing on turf. He's, he's <laughs> playing that's good. Go. That's by
3: far the biggest takeaway from the press um, conference. Hum. He didn't yeah. say anything that we didn't know. They asked him a lot about his legacy. Felipe actually asked him about the weight of yeah. his importance in the league and how he's gonna become an emblem for American soccer and the change in American soccer. And in a very, very messy way, it's almost like he strips off all of that grandiosity mm-hmm. that comes with him. And he was like, no, I'm really just focused on playing the game and being here. It's like he almost is able to leave all of that aside. And he walks and the way that he walks and whatever happens, happens. Like his wake, he doesn't care about it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a big wake that, that he makes. So um, that's, that's messy in a nutshell. Um, the the, the storyline from here is the Ballon d'Or, obviously just because the way that he said it after winning the World Cup, I don't really care about the eighth Ballon d'Or, but the turf. He's gonna play on turf, and that was our big question mark. And he's playing on turf.
2: Can you imagine mm. a Ballon d'Or winner is playing in MLS? What that means, what that no, signifies. The, the, the current
3: Ballon d'Or holder is in Major League Soccer.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, incredible. I
0: think a big takeaway that I take from this, looking up at the upcoming schedule, so much is made about the turf situation, going on about it, a lot of off the field stuff for him to put that to bed. And when you look at the schedule, two massive games coming up on that schedule that have playoff implications, they have to go play away to Charlotte, who Plays on turf, and of course uh, Atlanta. Did United, you
2: forgot what they just did to Charlotte.
0: Still have to go and play on turf. Okay. It's not about the result. We're not talking about the result to come. But still, I like the fact that he's put Stop that two. Stop it, bad.
2: LaHood. Atlanta, come on, and Charlotte. Those are two uh, the sure. games on the schedule. But you, you act like they're playing Barcelona. This is inter, inter, this, this is a new look Inter Miami, well, who's absolutely wiping the floor. The only at, question was, would he
1: play? It's a good point, though, Michael. And let's we're not let's, talking about the result. I want to yeah. let's look at uh, Inter Miami, pre-Messi and and post-Messi. I believe we've got a uh, a graphic that'll show some some stats there. It, look at this. Look at these these numbers. They basically they have this. Almost the same number of goals scored as they did the entire for 22 matches of the this, of this season. I mean, it's, it, it's absolutely.
3: in 16 games less.
1: Insane.
2: It, that is, it is inconceivable <laughs> to, to honestly think about a player like Messi. And not only Messi, but Busquets. And then you added Alba. Alba's, all, he's not even getting the credit he deserves. I mean, the finish against uh Andre Blake in the third goal against um, the Union was, was incredible. The way he was able to put that easily into the side netting far post. Just his runs and, and involvement into the attacking third as a left back. Just, but just the consistency of Jordi Alba. Mm-hmm. But Tata Martino, given this squad a game plan, tactical game plan around Messi, how to make the pieces work. Also, Kramaski has is, is taken a huge step forward with his progress and mm-hmm. movement and being able to get on the ball. I like that as well. I, I've, mm. a very impressive, the way he's moved in midfield with Busquets. But David Ruiz, also a young player who I've really liked prior to Messi, mm-hmm. giving the, the midfield a little bit more grit. Now you're he's growing and developing as well. This Inter-Miami team is, is playing at a phenomenal level you just hope that no one gets injured because of the amount of minutes that they play. And if no one does get injured, I don't see how they don't get into the MLS playoffs. Uh,
0: I was one of the first people who said on Morning Footy that they wouldn't make it. They're making more of a believer out of me. But that back line, those two center backs, biggest stat that I took away from that graphic, the goal differential what was it minus 21 minus
2: 22
0: pre Messi you knew Messi was going to score goals you knew that the offense was going to get a big boost but that back line that partnership of the two center backs they have gotten better game by ben, game so much question marks over how they would perform but they are um, on the up and up is I don't know if Kristoff is going to last too
3: much now that Toto Aviles is there, the center back, young center back from Argentina. I like Kamal Miller. Kamal Miller has been great in, in his distribution, his recovery. Mind you, Chris, have got an assist to Joseph Martinez in the last game. No pressure. Mm -hmm. Look at
2: the FC Dallas game. Teams teams are going to look at that and and say, let's press them. Let's get after them because if we have to win 5-4, we're going to try and win 5-4 if we have to win that way. But
0: They're they're building up this resilience, though, going away to a team like FC Dallas. This is all brand new for this group with Mm -hmm. Messi. And resiliency that builds on experience upon experience. If you win the Leagues Cup, if you're in Miami, that's going to give you added confidence when you have to go. They have to go their way to LAFC. This is resilience that they're building that's going to really bode well for them with the remainder of the MLS schedule.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. And we didn't have time to chat Nashville, but they have been really, really good and really good at home. So this will be a, a phenomenal test. <sighs> big game uh, for So it wasn't Philly. Big <laughs> big <time. laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern on Saturday on Apple TV Plus, that final. We are going to take a break, but Matteo Benetti joins us to preview the Serie A season. That's up next.